Welcome to With Heart and Wonder. This is a place for us to explore heart-centered living and to celebrate what it means to live with wonder, with awe and appreciation for the possibilities that are within us and around us. I'm Megan Johnston, and I am truly so honored and excited that you are here. Let's dive in and journey together. This is episode 10 of With Heart and Wonder, and it feels important today to start by telling you today's date. It is March 17th, 2020, and I always try to be fully honest. Today is no exception to that. I've had a lot of trouble with this episode. It's been on my mind because we took a week off last week. It's been on my mind now for about two weeks, but especially last week and in the days prior to today, as we got closer, just thinking about it more and more. And there was a lot of uncertainty around what I was going to speak about. There was specifically some uncertainty about whether I was going to address everything that is happening in the world right now, in part because I know that there is so much information that we are getting in the news, from each other, on social media, and there is a deep knowing that All of that information is not serving some of us. Some of us are feeling really anxious and are looking for a refuge. Last week, I actually sketched out an episode that had nothing to do with the virus and with what is happening. And... I started to feel like there was so much happening that I needed to address it in my own way. Which led me yesterday to record a full version, a 40-minute episode. And it was a good episode. It was. I felt really comfortable with what I was putting out into the world, some information on the nervous system, as well as on how we can collectively care for each other, but it did not feel aligned. It just, it was a a good episode, but I was, there was something that, that inner tug that I knew that I was meant to be releasing something different. And so I'm returning to that episode I sketched out last week. And the more I've thought about it over the last 12 hours or so, the more that this original idea for the episode really seems to sit well with me. Because for me in my life, there is a message of hope. So let's dive in. The idea for this whole episode came last week when a bracelet fell off. So we're going to talk today about this bracelet, about 
its journey and some of the lessons that I've taken. Back in December, Lana Dingwall, who is a friend and an incredible business coach for women here in Ottawa and beyond, Lana gifted me this bracelet close to the holidays, and it was a wish bracelet made by a local company here in Ottawa, Eleven Love. They're an incredible female-owned and operated company that creates really soulful products that are infused with such intention and meaning and love and a positive message for the world. So Lana had given me this bracelet, which was a wish bracelet. A wish bracelet is, as Lana explained, a bracelet that you tie on. And the idea is that you make a wish at 11-11 as someone ties the bracelet on for you. And when that bracelet falls off, it is said that your wish has or is about to come true. So I was really touched, really honored by this thoughtful gift truly spoke to my heart. And I was so excited to tie it on, though that in itself was a bit of an adventure because I think I got it around mid-December. At the time, we were both still working. We hadn't yet come to holiday hours. And so during the day at 11.11, I am often either teaching a class or at home by myself. And at night at 11.11, I am in bed and asleep. And so... It took a little bit of coordinating for us to tie this bracelet near the end of December and for me to make my wish. Now, I will tell you what my wish was. As Eric tied the bracelet around my hand, my wish in some ways was simple, yet also very deep and big. I said, I wish to be of service. And there was no question in my mind or deliberation about this. Wish it came from the center of my being with such a knowledge that this is, this was. What I was looking to call into the world, not just in this moment, but as we moved into this new decade of 2020, this wish felt important and it felt at the very center of my core. As we moved into the new year, there was definitely an awareness of this bracelet on my wrist. I noticed it often as I don't usually wear things around my wrist. Bracelets, watches, hair elastics, they're usually nice and empty. And I often found myself looking at the bracelet and being reminded of this wish to be of service. This guiding light that was within me, but now I had this visual reminder that was with me at all times. And I also found myself really wondering and getting curious about what would happen. When would my bracelet fall off? Would I notice? Or would I go a few days or even weeks without noticing that it was gone? I was so afraid of that, of not noticing the falling of this bracelet. 
I also heard from others as I was wearing my bracelet around and people were asking me about it in my classes. I heard from others that they'd had wish bracelets, which had stayed on for years, and that eventually they'd had to cut off. And so there was a lot of curiosity about what would happen with my bracelet. My bracelet, as I said at the start of this episode, it fell off last week. And I'll give you a little bit of a story of where I was last week and why. Because when we left each other last at the end of the last podcast episode, I was headed to a training in Bali for yoga. Now, if you follow me on social media, you may well be aware I did not end up going to Bali. What happened was the training that I was scheduled to go on got canceled about 24 hours before I was supposed to board my plane. I was going to arrive there a few days early just to get settled and get used to the time shift, the jet lag. The training was canceled. And when the training was canceled, we were kind of presented with a beautiful opportunity because I had cleared two weeks of my calendar, which is no easy feat for me as someone who is self-employed. Not only had I given up all of my group classes and privates, but I had coordinated all of these other events, these workshops and workplaces and community organizations, um, other commitments that I had, everything had been carved around these two weeks for the last several months. It had taken so much planning. And so I was already set to lose a lot of income by taking these days off. So the idea of sitting around at home did not make sense to me. I maybe could have gotten a few classes or privates back, but for the most part, it made way more sense to take this time that we had been given and to take it with one another. That Eric and I could take a trip together and take time to just be, because it's been a little while since I've had a vacation. We've definitely been on trips for training or to visit family, but that idea of just being that we've talked about here on the podcast, just sitting and staring at the ocean was so appealing to both of us. At the time, there were no travel advisories uh, against traveling. And so we booked a super, super last minute discounted getaway to the Dominican Republic. So that's where I was last week. We arrived on a Thursday evening, and it took me a little bit to settle into the vacation. Not that I necessarily noticed that at the time. At the time, I was so excited to be somewhere warm. I knew that there were some decisions that I had to make that were in front of me and weighing on me, things that had come up in the days before I left. And so those decisions I was carrying with me. But for the most part, I felt like I was fairly in the moment. Had a great book that I was reading, which I was super into and kind of devoured in the first few days. There were also some little issues at the hotel. We couldn't get our ceiling fan to turn off, 
which might seem not a big issue in a tropical country, but the air conditioning panel wasn't working and I was freezing cold and felt like I was getting sick. And so there was kind of this, we, we were dealing with this question around the room and they kept sending tech people and it wasn't getting resolved. And I just hadn't yet been able to kind of really settle in. Monday rolled around, and on Monday, it was uh, set to be a really rainy, windy day. So we decided that we would spend $20 each to gain access to the spa where they had a hydrotherapy circuit. And I kind of thought that because it was rainy outside, lots of people would have this idea, but we basically had the place to ourselves. There were some people who kind of came and went, but it was my first day where I didn't read a book. I didn't really check my phone. I didn't do anything at all. There was this soothing, calming music away from the hustle and the bustle of elsewhere in the resort. It was soothing. It was calming. And we just moved between the steam room, the sauna, the pools. We sat We let ourselves just be. And I gained clarity at that time. I felt like I made any decisions that I had to make. It felt resolved. The next morning was sunny outside, but again, I didn't read. I was more on the beach. I listened to this podcast episode that really brought me back into alignment with my whole self in a way that I didn't realize that I had been disconnected. I came back to my truth, my wholeness. When we went to lunch that day, that's when the bracelet fell off. I had a long sleeve shirt on because I had gotten a little bit sunburned. And we put our things down at the table, went to walk to the buffet, and I started to push my sleeve up. And the bracelet came off right in my hand. And I was so shocked for a moment and then so grateful for a moment and then so excited. And I turned to Eric and I said, wow, this is really interesting. It didn't take me any time to reflect, but right away, as soon as that bracelet fell off, I knew that this was really poignant. The fact that the bracelet chose to fall off at a moment when I was on vacation felt so meaningful for me right from the moment that it happened. My wish was to be of service. And it was so interesting and powerful for me that my bracelet fell off in a moment where I was disconnected. I hadn't spoken really to barely anyone while I was on vacation. I'd been away. I I hadn't been posting on social media at all at this point. It was just me and myself as I was unwinding. And the bracelet fell off in the moment of vacation where I had really dropped in. Dropped into myself reconnected with my being and reconnected with a feeling of support, of groundedness, of calm, of that ease and peace that is within us. 
because that ease and peace is always, even if it's just a tiny little speck or corner, there is always a part of ease and peace that is within us. That is what I believe. And so I knew that this was really important. And I want to speak a little bit more to this because there's lots of tie-ins that I see as being really meaningful for me. So as we've talked a little bit about in previous episodes of the podcast, this theme of being and doing has been really important for me over the last few months. And I actually think it really started to emerge in me and my voice and my teachings, my classes, my ways of thinking of the world back in December. It started when I really started to think and lean into thinking about how I was going to engage with the winter season and the water element in traditional Chinese medicine. The water element, as I think I've shared a little bit before, being this invitation for introspection, for slowing down, and really for the being rather than the doing. In a way for this radical decision to despite all of the pressure around us to do and to achieve and to get things done on our to-do list, to create time that we carve out to just process, to be as we are. And that that doesn't necessarily need to be big vacations, but that we could do that in the small little moments. It's what we've talked about before. And so it's interesting to me that this theme started to emerge around the same time that Lana gave me the bracelet and around the beginning of this winter season, around the winter solstice, more or less. It started a a week or two before that. And then it's interesting to me that the bracelet fell off as we are moving now into the season of spring. And there isn't just this seasonal aspect to it, but there's also this aspect within my knowing of a lesson that I have really taken in at a cellular level in a more deeper way. When it comes to this intersection of being of service and thinking about the being and the doing, there are kind of two threads that seem important. One of which is really the lesson that I feel like I've started to bring into my body and mind in a different way over the last few months. So the first way of kind of thinking about this intersection is one that I think is familiar to a lot of us. And it's that idea that in order to care for others, we have to first care for ourselves. That idea that we need to fill our own cup in order to share with others. And that is, I think, to be honest with you, really what motivated a lot of my own practices of self-care for most of my life, in fact, has been this idea that I need to care for myself so that I can get back on my feet, back to the doing. The objective always was And knowing this cycle of the being, feeding, the doing, 
that I would take the time to be just so that I could get back on my feet and get back to the doing. And I had a really interesting conversation with a dear friend of mine, Ashley Bowden, who runs the Imperfect Bosses. And we had a conversation back in January. It was actually a part of her She's started doing a new one-on-one coaching program that I highly, highly recommend. She was doing some little testing and trials of this, and so we had a little half-an-hour appointment. And the question that I brought to our appointment was one that, again, we've talked about here before, is this tendency that was coming up for me in the month of January, especially as I considered my goals for the year. There was this deep knowing that I wasn't dreaming big enough. And that was materializing in the world when I met my goals really easily. And I knew that I needed to be thinking bigger. I needed to be allowing myself to dream bigger. But as I said to Ashley, there was some sort of resistance within me. And what we figured out together is that there was a resistance. And that resistance was that... For me, it felt like dreaming bigger would mean that I had to add more to my plate, which already felt really full. And so Ashley had this beautiful line which has stuck with me over the last few months. She said, what if dreaming bigger didn't mean adding to your to-do list, but that you got bigger? Your presence got bigger. And this is the idea that has been in my heart that I've kind of been percolating on, not actively. It's been behind me kind of processing away. That this idea that we can be of service to others, which I know in the depths of my heart, but it wasn't a lesson that I'd fully embodied in every way. That we can be of service to others just being. And when my bracelet fell off last week, it was this lesson that I held close. It was this lesson that came back to me and felt so powerful. For I was not actively doing anything that day that the bracelet fell off. But there was a deep inner knowing that I can and am of service when I'm standing in my wholeness and in my truth. That's where I had come back that morning. And that when we come and stand in our wholeness and our truth, when we find those moments of standing there as we move throughout our lives, we never know what the ripples are. And I can think about this in my own life. I can think about the number of people who have had such a dramatic and transformative effect on me through their words and their actions. And there are a few who do not and may never know, despite my efforts to track them down, which is a continuing journey, may never know the impact that they had on me and the ripples that that impact has had not just on me, but on those in my community. And I know 
that what I bring into the world can be like what others have offered for me. That words or things that I have done days, weeks, months before may resurface and stick with people. And so I think there is this invitation for me, what the last few months have shown me, what the bracelet falling off has shown me is that we need to detach this idea of being of service with actively doing. And we need to recognize and celebrate the service that we bring to the world by standing in ourselves, in our wholeness, in our light, and in our love. This lesson has taken on even more meaning for me since we've been back. We got back last Thursday. And at the time when we got back, we were very conscious that we were coming back into a climate in Ottawa and in the world that was much more heightened where a lot of really thoughtful and intentional action was being taken to try and slow a spread of COVID. And so when we got back, there weren't guidelines yet, but within about 48 hours of our return, there were guidelines for all international travelers to be in self-isolation. So we began our self-isolation journey on Saturday. And the hardest part of this journey for Eric and I really is around this idea of being of service. Because we're the people who really love to care for others by making food, dropping food off, doing groceries for people, driving people where they need to go helping community organizations sort donations or whatever it is that they need. And so one of the hardest things when we knew that we would be on self-isolation was honestly just that we weren't going to be able to offer ourselves and our labor, our efforts, our actions to others outside of our home. And the bracelet has been this reminder for me in many ways Uh, Right now, one of the ways that I can be showing up and being of service is to stand in my truth and my wholeness, to find that sense of calm that is inside of me and hold that space for others who may need a sanctuary. And that's definitely not to say that I feel calm all the time. There are waves of emotion, just like there were waves of emotion on my vacation, just like there are waves of emotion in all the seasons of our lives that is normal. We are allowed and expected and it is important to celebrate the power of the stress, of the anxiety, of the tears, of the sadness, of the hurt. But it is also equally important that we remember that space that is inside of us of ease and of love, even when it feels like just a pinprick. We know that we have the power to return to that space and return to our wholeness. That doesn't always feel easy. It doesn't have to be. That is, in many ways, this journey of life and in many ways the journey of yoga 
an idea that is at the root of yoga is freedom from suffering. In the tradition of yoga, there is this understanding that there's this deep interconnectedness between the suffering that we impose on ourselves through the thoughts that we let in and the thoughts that we choose to sit with. So why meditation and mindfulness is so important. So in the days and weeks to come, I hold this vision of yoga or freedom of suffering in my heart as I think about how I can support not just myself but others, how I can be of service to the collective during this challenging times. I'll be hosting meditations be free and online. First ones are coming up. It's coming Thursday, March 19th. There'll be a session from 1230 to 1 and one from 730 to 8. All the information is on my website and on social media if you'd like to join. And as much as possible, as I ride the waves of emotion, my commitment to myself and to others is that I will as much as possible come back to that place within me that is connected, that feels grounded, that place of love and of ease that is inside of me even when it feels really small. Everything has unfolded. This little story of the bracelet and what feels like such divine timing. And it feels really, really meaningful that as we came back, it felt like spraying the birds we're singing and that it was this time of growth and transformation. And that growth and transformation is what I am interested in exploring in the months to come. And I'm really interested in exploring how taking time to just be and to let my my own presence grow can allow me to continue to be of service to others. I would really love to hear from you. If there are tools or resources that you'd like to see, I'll be spending most of this week thinking about ways that I can support us all during this time. Please reach out. But what I want to leave you with today is actually the prayer that came with the bracelet that Lana gave me created by Eleven and Love. They write these beautiful prayers that go with their wish bracelets. And I just feel called to share it today. My wish is to manifest all that I dream and to be grateful for everything that comes in between. Even though it can be hard to shift and grow, I wish to have faith and to know that it is all a part of my purpose in manifesting my goal. My heart is open to receive all that is manifesting just for me. This podcast from the very beginning has been about celebrating the possibilities. The possibilities that exist within us and around us. And in the days and weeks to come as we get curious and play with how we can best care for the wellness, not just of ourselves, but of the collective, of our communities, of the world. Let us do so with open hearts. And are there 
and open to receive all that might be manifesting. Even the things that maybe we don't see the meaning quite yet. I'm sending you so much love. If there's anything I can do to support you, please reach out. You can get in contact social media. It's at Megan L. Johnston or on my website, www.meganjohnston.com. I recommend the website. Signing up for my newsletter to stay in touch for anything that I'll be releasing and offering in the coming days and weeks. My deep wish for us all is that we continue to make that choice to live with heart and wonder.